Hey there! I have been waiting for you. Welcome to Yesterday, Today, and the Next, a podcast where we talk about mental, emotional well-being, community, and Jesus. People often settle and live below or outside their God-given giftedness, are fragmented, and as try-hard false versions of themselves. I help disentangle the human experience and dismantle the broken and false narratives they carry so they live better and do their work well. Hi, I am Emilou. I will not get tired saying this each week. Thank you for welcoming me into your ears, giving me your time, and allowing my voice to speak into your life. Thank you, thank you, thank you. As per usual, we start by talking scripture. And have I got a scripture for us? A reading from Isaiah chapter 26 verse 3. You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Isaiah chapter 26 verse 3. Two verses in so far and I am sensing a theme for this month. Peace. Who doesn't need some peace? I know I do. This verse tells us that the key to experiencing God is focusing our thoughts on God. This verse delivers a powerful truth that can affect our satisfaction in life for the rest of our days. We are kept in perfect peace when we trust in God and when our thoughts are fixed on God. Practically though, trusting God means accepting that we are not in control. He who created the universe, our creator, he knows and he sees. Our efforts have limits and sooner or later we will have to let go and yield to God. So why not do it sooner? When we take matters into our own hands, we have this sense that we are in control when we know deep down we really are not. Trusting God really is about surrendering to someone who is good, who is kind, who is just, and who is also merciful. Fixing our thoughts on God doesn't mean we are not to think of other things. Friends, we have schedules to make, We have appointments to keep, we have tasks to do, and we can also enjoy life, you know? But fixing our thoughts on God, I say, is that you decide who is going to shape your thinking. If you have more inputs from the media, say the social media, the news media, or whatever form of media, than you do from the Word of God, then... And this is going to be hard, but I have to say it because it is the truth. Then, your disappointment and discouragement is your responsibility. It is self-inflicted. I know, I'm sorry, but that's the truth. So fixing our thoughts on God means turning that thing off. And by that, meaning too much noise from the outside world, the media, and turning this thing on. Well, 
the one I'm holding on my hand, which of course you can't see because it's the Bible. And I just read Isaiah 26, 3 to you, so I'm holding it in my hand. What we see in the world is this. Things are very much uncertain. When we go to the Word, however, we are reminded that God always wins and God's kingdom is never shaken. Come to think of this. Just when the devil thought he won, resurrection happened. May we be able to trust him today and when we get distracted, may we return to God's presence. He will keep in perfect peace all who trust in him, all whose thoughts are fixed on him. Isaiah 26, 3. Gary Collins, in his book, Christian Counseling, page 41, and I quote, In all of society, the church has the greatest potential for being a caring and healing community. Local bodies of believers can bring a sense of belonging to the members, opportunities to develop skills, support to those who feel weak, healing to troubled individuals, and guidance as people make decisions and move toward maturity. It is sad that many churches are not caring communities. They are more like social clubs where everybody smiles, nobody ever admits to having problems, and congregations are far from the dynamic growth-producing fellowship that Christ intended them to be. End of quote. Let's break this into practical, bite-sized information for us. First, what is a caring community? Collins define it as groups of people who have a strong commitment to the group and a common interest in giving encouragement, guidance, and healing when there are psychological, spiritual, relational, and other needs. If we read the book of Acts and the epistles in the Bible, it becomes clear that the church was not only a worshiping, evangelizing, teaching, discipling community. It was also an extremely caring community. Of course, church can be a source of hurt, criticism, and embarrassment as well. There are no perfect churches, and if there is ever one, the moment you come in, it ceases to be perfect. Here's the truth. I've been hurt by the church, but that's because they are imperfect leaders and they are imperfect people, just like me. I believe that the local church is Jesus' original design for community. Knowing this then, what do we do? I've conducted several runs of emotional masterclass on trauma, and if you've attended one, you will hear me say this. Not everyone in church is safe for you, but there is at least one person who is safe for you. So go find that safe person and commit to life-on-life -life discipleship. Because discipleship isn't a program, it is a way of life. 
So counseling and therapy is one aspect of discipleship. People go to counselors and therapists outside of church because probably they can't find it inside or their stories have not been handled properly so they feel unsafe or probably they have not been invited yet to join the community in the church. All the more reason for psychology and churches to collaborate. But does psychology really help? Psychological knowledge is far from complete, even with all the approaches, research, and data analysis, and neither it is error-free. But careful psychological research and observation have led to vast resources that are known to help counselors in their practice and counselees seeking help. What about the Bible? In the previous episode, I've emphasized that truth comes from God, including truth about the people that He created. He has revealed this truth through the Bible, but He also has permitted us to discover truth through experience, through research investigation, through the insights from reflection, observation, words in books, and teachings we hear. Gary Collins said this way, Discovered truth must always be consistent with and tested against the norm of revealed biblical truth. And so, we limit our discipleship effectiveness when we pretend that discoveries of psychology, neuropsychology, neuroplasticity, psychobiology, human genetics, and related fields have nothing to contribute to the understanding and solution of problems and overcoming sin and struggles. None of us, and I'm speaking as a Christian counselor, claim to be perfect or from far, very far from it, and error-free, but we're committed to doing our best to distill accurate and useful information tested against God's word to help our counselees. I am not the answer, but I help point people to the answer, Jesus. John chapter 16 verse 33 says, and I quote, this is Jesus saying it, Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart, because I have overcome the world. That's John 16, 33. But of course, even as people of faith who believe in Jesus, we still struggle. We are going to feel anxious and fearful. We just cannot just slap a verse here and there and pretend like anxiety and fear are gone. We actually need to do more than just slapping verses. We actually need to chew on that verse and let it slide deep down into our minds and hearts and really believe it, whatever verse was given to us when we're struggling. But here's the thing. We can have an opinion that God is blank. Say God is peace, 
God is good, God is love. But have we really experienced it in our lives? Or do we just have a Christian opinion because we've heard it from others? And it's okay when we struggle. We can acknowledge that we struggle and not just push it aside and bury it with its head still peeking out. It's okay because we are human beings physically. Here's the thing, friends. When we gave our lives to Christ, this means we will be with Him in eternity. But it doesn't stop our bodies from dying. Salvation did not stop our bodies from dying and is also not going to stop my body and your body from experiencing trials, trauma, shame, and sorrow of being in human body. Come on, people. We recognize this, right? Our emotions are actually connected to our bodies. Truth is, our salvation did not make our bodies incorruptible. No, not yet. In plain, straight language, we have to cross over from temporal to eternal to become incorruptible. For now, our bodies are corruptible and we will feel all the things. But this doesn't make us less Christian and this doesn't make us less faithful. So, can we not add to the chaos that we're already experiencing and not add to the layer of shame we're already feeling? Let's begin to hold safe spaces for each other in the context of faith and mental health. Before I give you your application from this episode, may I remind you that I do not plan to do this podcast alone. I'd like to bring you in, yes, you, and that's you, to participate and contribute to these conversations. Here are the ways you can become a part of this podcast community. I'm advocating for community and that's why I am hoping that you would also participate. So here are the three things you can participate. Submit your questions if you have any. Share your reflections on insights, additional insights, based on the episode that just aired. Or three, join the discussion. And how do you do these three things? Also in three ways. One, if you have questions, would want to share a reflection or an insight, email iman at emiluiman.com. Or... A better way is to leave me a voice message. The link to leave me a voice message is in the show notes and you can leave up to one minute of voice message. Or third, join the post-podcast discussion over at The Green Room. Download the Spotify Green Room app. Look for my username at SimplyEmmy or type in Emmy. Look for my face and click follow. Well, of course, if you haven't seen my face, which, of course, given that this podcast is audio and I do not assume that everybody listening to me knows me, head over to my Instagram account at emiluiman and that same photo that you see there on IG is the same photo that I have on the green room. 
I go live in the YTN, YTN stands for yesterday, today, and next, podcast shop community every Saturday evening at 7pm, only for 30 minutes. To answer questions, if there's somebody there who has questions, and questions regarding the episode that just aired, or I would want to also learn from you so you can also share your insights as well in the app the green room is the community aspect of yesterday today and the next podcast and it's free so go download and i'll hear from you next saturday by the way green room is audio only so you do not need to prep your appearance to join the conversation you can come as you are and let us hear your voice also if you believe in the message and the mission of this podcast please show your support by subscribing giving a five-star rating and writing a comment no curse no more if you are already subscribed thank you so very much and this subscribing the giving of the five-star rating and the writing a comment is really not for me it is just so we can get the algorithms work on our favor especially for Bacolod City, Negros Occidental, and the Visayas so they can also hear the message. Now, the application homework for today's episode. Between now and the next episode, call a friend or two. Invite them for coffee, tea, or for a chat and ask them, how are you? really and listen listen to understand not to respond let your presence speak love now let's pray father help me keep my focus turn my eyes toward you i want to experience your perfect peace in all its fullness. Amen. Mm-hmm.